Ciao amici, welcome to Cinema Italiano, the podcast dedicated to the Italian experience as told by film. Today, we'll be talking about the recently Academy Award-nominated Yo Capitano, directed by Matteo Garrone. Yo Capitano just came out in U.S. theaters last Friday, February 23rd. It's played in select theaters, and I'll include a link in the show notes for where you can find a showtime near you. This is our first episode focused on one of Garrone's films, so as a little background on him as a director. Matteo Garrone has been a filmmaker since the 1990s. His first two films, Terra di Mezzo and Ospiti, or Guests, explored the experience of immigrants from Africa and Eastern Europe living in Italy. Garrone's films really came to international prominence in 2008 with his film Gomorra, about the crime underworld of Campania, specifically within Naples and Caserta. Gomorra, as well as his follow-up film Reality, both earned the Grand Prix awards at Cannes in those respective years. Most recently, Garrone's films include 2018's Dogman, another crime drama, which went on to win Best Film and Best Director at the David D. Donatello Awards that year, followed by a pivot in 2019 with Pinocchio, an adaptation of the fantasy classic. Pinocchio became Garrone's biggest box office hit within Italy and even earned Academy Award nominations here in the United States. As almost a blend of the three types of films, the immigrant experience, the gritty realistic crime dramas, and then the optimistic fantastical journey, comes his newest film, Yo Capitano. Yo Capitano is the story of Seydou and Musa, two young cousins from Dakar, Senegal, who leave for Europe to realize their dreams as musicians so they can send money back home to their families. They have a guy who can get them to Europe, and they sneak out one night. Once they leave home, though, they find the journey becomes harder and harder with each step, having to bribe border agents when they're caught with phony passports, walking the blazing Sahara Desert on foot, hiding cash money when they run into militant rebels. The two become separated, and Seydou is thrown into a Libyan prison where he is sold into slavery as a builder. He is eventually freed and taken to Tripoli on the North Libyan coast, the final stop before the Mediterranean and reaching Europe. He miraculously reunites with Musa, who needs medical care they can't access in Libya. Their only hope is making it across. Seydou finds a boat to get them across the sea, but they don't have enough money for two. The only way they can make it is if Seydou agrees to pilot the boat. Left with no other choice, Seydou nervously agrees, at the helm of a clunky old boat filled wall-to-wall with 250 other migrants on the final step of their journey. On the voyage, passengers grow sick, fights break out, a woman who's pregnant needs medical attention. Seydou tries calling on the radio for help, but the Coast Guards aren't able to reach them. Out in the middle of the ocean, Seydou has no one else he can rely on. At long last, 
The silhouette of the Sicilian coast appears on the horizon, and the whole ship celebrates. A helicopter from the Italian Coast Guard appears, swoops down from the sky, now that their trip has reached its end. For most of this journey, Seydu has been moved or forced by others from place to place, and for this final step, it's through his will and determination that they've finally made it. He stands on deck, proudly facing the helicopters, declaring, Yo Capitano, I'm the captain, as an ownership of his achievement and a bit of defiance for these authority figures, previously useless to help and swoop in at the last moment. He's confident, strong, and looking his future straight in the eyes. A term Matteo Garrone has used to describe Yo Capitano, compared to his other films, is his role as regista spettatore, literally director spectator or director audience, as someone observing, watching what's happening, rather than crafting or driving it. He doesn't see himself as making things happen, but creating the conditions for them to be recreated. On the one hand, he's kind of selling himself short, literally as the film's director and co-writer, of course he has a role in how this story takes shape. But he's also acknowledging who he is, a native-born citizen of Europe telling someone else's story, the immigrant experience. The story was actually crafted using first-hand accounts from those who went through this experience, and as Garrone says, he orients the camera from their perspective, a sort of reverse shot compared to the images we're used to seeing from our Western perspective in an attempt to finally give those who don't usually have one. Much of the story, including two young cousins who make the journey together and a teenager forced to pilot a crowded boat across the Mediterranean, are based on the real-life experiences of Mamadou Kouassi and Amara Fofana. Furthermore, the two acting leads... Seydou Sar and Mustafa Fall, in real life have a passion for pop music, and this was an element brought into their characters in the story, who, within the film, aspire to become pop stars and even sing on the film's soundtrack. Since its release just over five months ago, Yo Capitano as a film has had quite a journey all its own. As kind of a recap timeline of events, Yo Capitano first debuted in September at the Venice Film Festival, where it won the Silver Lion Award for Best Director to Matteo Garrone, as well as the Marcello Mastroianni Award to Seydou Sar for a young actor's performance. Shortly after, it was selected as Italy's submission for Best International Feature Film. Then ahead in November, it was nominated for two European Film Awards, Best European Film and Best European Director. 
It continued to pick up steam as an important film, bringing attention to an urgent contemporary crisis. In that same month, within November, it was screened for the European Parliament. Then in December 2023, it was nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Foreign Language Film, a nomination that it repeated ahead in January with the Academy Award nominations. Just last week, on February 23rd, Yo Capitano opened in select theaters throughout the U.S., and up ahead on March 10th will be the Academy Awards. From my first viewing of Yo Capitano, back in November, I was really floored by it. It really wraps you up in the characters, and from an American lens, it's incredibly eye-opening to what that immigrant experience is like. Not to say it's like a message film or anything as simple as that, but the collective consciousness of the immigrant experience is often at the end of that journey, arriving on boats, and there isn't an awareness or thought to what came before that. It's a difficult journey even before reaching the sea. That said, even Mateo Garrone says that this is not a political film. There's not an agenda for policy change, and rather that his role is to show what the experience is like. It's so intense it's hard not to walk away with some reaction. Thinking of the journey within Africa, without policy or structure for safe, accessible migration, it creates a gap where pirates and exploitation can swoop in. These shakedowns and human rights violations perpetuate because there's no alternative and no authority putting a stop to it. Matteo Garrone often describes Yo Capitano as a modern-day odyssey, like Odysseus wandering, being tested before a final homecoming, like Seydoux's journey, full of obstacles, testing his strength and will, all before a triumphant conclusion. Even the film's opening title card, with an old-fashioned map of Africa and the Mediterranean, evokes the classic, as well as having an awareness for what lies ahead and charting one's course. The sense of the classical is also conveyed through its cinematography and editing. Given how gritty and brutal much of the violence is, and the impossibly difficult circumstances facing our characters, one would expect a more handheld camera approach, a technique often used in contemporary film to show how tough or realistic the filmmaking is. But what we get here is actually very smooth with wide shots and cleanly composed images. Camera-wise, it's filmed somewhat traditionally, not only hearkening to a classic mode of filmmaking, but also telling our story of young African men on a journey spanning continents and presenting that story in a composed, beautiful way, granting almost a visual dignity and grace to a people and experience that frankly is not often given that. Its editing also adds to Yo Capitano as a modern day odyssey by leveraging the dissolve as its transition between most scenes. The sense of time passing, as well as each step of the journey flowing into the next. It's a journey from A to Z, where every element gets closer to that final goal. One sequence in which this is particularly powerful is when Seydu is in Tripoli before he reunites with his cousin Musa. He's there waiting, but refuses to go to Europe without his cousin. But in a profound montage that kind of creates a sinking feeling, we see the life he's making for himself in Tripoli within the Senegalese community there, working in construction, watching TV, building a routine. 
even though from the film's title, Yo Capitano, we know that they're going to get on the boat, but this sequence in Libya feels just long enough that this might be it. And the editing amplifies the feeling of time spent there, waiting until their odyssey can be set back in motion. In terms of tone, the film is primarily realist, but does have moments of fantasy and magic. In particular, in moments when the reality is so dire that any psychological escape feels necessary to bear through it. In the Saharan desert, as the group wanders through the dunes, one woman collapses and cries out for help. Seydou rushes to go help her, but it's too late. We never see her deceased body, though, but rather she is floating, her feet no longer weary, as she drifts peacefully in the air, and Seydou gently takes her hand as she smiles at him. He sees himself tending to her, now free of pain, as a poetic image to cover up the reality that we know has taken place. Later in the film, when Seydou is in a Libyan prison, separated from Musa, he's been beaten and tortured with open wounds on his face and lips. He has a vision taking him back to Senegal, wanting to see his mother. An angel appears, who he accompanies and runs back with to see his mother one last time. In this moment, Seydou is no longer injured, there's no marks on his face, isn't breaking a sweat, as he runs through a gray, otherworldly desert to back home, where he calls out to his sleeping mother. These almost supernatural moments occur when the physical reality and suffering are at their greatest points. The spiritual and fantastical escapes come through as the only way to survive the hardest moments of Seydou's journey. From a narrative and script perspective, so much of the film's power comes from the choices on what to show versus what not to show. Not just in these moments of dire tragedy, but even to let the story conclude pinpointed on a moment of triumph. As Seydou reaches Europe, it's even more profound that the story ends there. Of all the steps of the immigrant experience, this is where the film concludes. As a viewer, we know intuitively that the immigrant experience ahead for Seydou will not be easy, and even more difficulties lie ahead. So it's a profound and noticeable statement that the film ends as the boat reaches Sicily. The tone that we're left with in Seydou's story does not imprint us with a saga of ongoing suffering or a lifetime of hardship, but of someone who overcame impossible odds and can face the future after a journey of self-actualization, empowerment, and realizing his full potential. Seydou is no longer a victim of circumstance, but he's a hero, a modern-day Odysseus. Both lead performances are great, especially that of Seydou Sar, whose first-time acting performance earned him the Marcello Mastroianni Award for Young Actors at the Venice Film Festival. His character, also named Seydou, is such a figure of purity and goodness rarely wavering even when facing such dire odds and a cruel world. His trust in what others tell him is heartbreaking as he nods his head, trusts, and listens to what human traffickers or others exploiting migrants are telling him. Seydoux goes through a rich, fully believable character arc 
from optimism to nearly having the spirit beaten out of him, but still holding on to hope that he'll reunite with his cousin and achieve his dream to reach Europe. And the ending is all the more powerful to see someone who has been so soft-spoken and almost a pawn of fate stand tall and take ownership and pride in his destiny and what he's achieved against all odds. Another film I would recommend is The Life Ahead, directed by Eduardo Ponti and starring Sophia Loren and Ibrahim Gueye, set in Bari, where a former prostitute befriends and becomes a surrogate mother figure for a young boy, an immigrant from Senegal. Taking place in Italy, it shares the experience of an immigrant after they've crossed the Mediterranean, like the aftermath of the journey charted from Yo Capitano. It's not quite as powerful or harrowing as Yo Capitano, but it's still an emotional story, bringing light to those who often go unnoticed or disregarded within Italy. The Life Ahead is available to stream on Netflix. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your choice of podcast platform. You can also follow the show on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time, ciao amici. Bye, boy. Bye, boy.